Shut up and sit down. What is going on, dads? And welcome to episode 40 of the Dads After Dark Show, recorded on Sunday, April 4th, 2001. Happy Easter, John. We are your hosts, Drew and John, and thank you for joining us tonight for some Nintendo and Bunny Ears. <laughs> you didn't read it all, Drew. <laughs> well, you know, I got that, uh, as you would say, that East Coast uh, read as you talk type thing. <laughs> I was hoping Drew would not read that intro before we got started, and he didn't. It almost worked. It almost worked, but I was reading ahead of myself. You know, podcasting now for a little over two years, two different podcasts, you find yourself being able to talk and read like ahead at the same time. Mm-hmm. You find yourself that sometimes, so it, it's really creepy and weird, but um, it, it, it works in a lot of situations like this. So that would so. John, how was your how was your Easter? Did you have a have a lovely Easter? It, it was okay. Yeah, we went to my uh, my in laws and uh, saw my uh, my Brolo and his wife and the new the new baby, mm. who's uh, getting close to one year old now. Um, wow. And nothing but COVID. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we haven't seen the other part of my family in a year, That's and um, you know, I'm I'm. Yeah, we're getting close. I got my first vaccine shot uh, on Thursday. It was the Moderna. Um, it, I didn't have any uh, side effects um, except for like a sore shoulder, uh, yep. especially uh, yesterday. My, I could really feel my my shoulder. Mm. Um, but a friend of mine that went with me, um, he had he had more side effects, nothing severe, but he was he had yeah. some nausea and chills and stuff like that. My brother had his second shot on Friday. And he said to me in a text, he goes, I haven't felt this bad in seven years. He goes, I feel like I have the flu. Oh. And he said, I have every possible side effect. He was nauseous, vomiting. He was, I mean, like everything. Did it so, last only like 24 hours? So that's what I hear from a lot of people that got it. Yeah. It's that's like crazy, yeah. huh? Yeah. He feels better today. And uh, but he's 57. So, I mean, he's 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 a lot older. But yeah, um, I guess he's not that much older than me. But, well, I mean, they're 13 know. years. Um, but how's your Easter? It was good. We had we like two COVID scares in a weird way. You know, we were supposed to go to my one side of the family yesterday. Uh, we found out one of the my nephews tested positive, you know, asymptomatic, just out of the nowhere tests positive. Um, so luckily that happened before we went over. So that got canceled. <laughs> and then um, my my nephew on the other side of the family was exposed that day here. So we decided it was smart not to go hang out with them. So we ended up going to my mom's house, just us without them. So it was it was it kind of got turned on the on the side, but it was a beautiful day today. Low sixties. I just ended up mm. doing a lot of yard work. Oh, um, wow. oh no, it's yard work season. Yard work night. I have like you know me, John. I have an Excel list of like all these projects I need to do. I'm taking like a week off of PTO to do all of it. It's like ready Whoa. to go. Real? What? Wait. What are you? Are you you're doing? I know you're doing like all that stuff in the backyard. Is that what you're doing? Well, I'm doing a ton are of you, stuff around my pool area and stuff. But yeah, so I get a lot of people coming to do like concrete work and patios and stuff like that. But then uh, after that, there's a lot of little touch-up work and stuff that I want to do, as uh, well as you know redo the garden beds and clean the garage, get that red, you know, all the you know all the usual wow lame stuff. Yeah. So I don't think I told you. 
remember the story I told you one episode uh, about me leaving the Gatorades and the carriage and stuff at Target? <laughs> I Did literally I... thought about it just yesterday when we were at Target. Yes, it struck again. I did it again. Oh, my God. This time at Walmart, and I left my son's T-ball baseball bat that we bought him. <laughs> I got home. I was like, Amy, did you grab the where's, – where's Evan's T-ball bat? She's like, what do you mean? It was in the carriage. I was like, no, no, no. It wasn't in the carriage. I took all the bags out. This was literally, I think, like one or two weekends after the oh. Target incident. She's like – don't tell me you left it again. You son of a bitch. You left it in the carriage, didn't you? And I was just like, oh, my God. I, 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 yep. Like, you want me to just go buy another one? <laughs> did you you, you didn't try to go back to Walmart, did you? Or did you? I, no, after that. Uh, it was, okay. I mean, luckily, a T-ball bed at Walmart's like 12 bucks. Luck, I mean, it's still $12. But if it was like a $50 item, I probably would have went back. So, all right. I watch a lot of murder shows. And I'm having this, like thought like let's just say for example you went back to that walmart you mm-hmm. just look to see if maybe the the wiffle ball bats there probably not just take a look not there so you just go into the walmart and just buy the same wiffle ball set again this was right? like an, hold on this was like an aluminum t-ball bat oh an aluminum bat okay even better <laughs> so then so let's say now you've now bought two and you're on camera somewhere buying yeah and let's just say a murder happens and you're a possible suspect and they watch this video of you buying two aluminum bat wiffle ball sets. <laughs> like within within like three hours from each other. Yeah. No, I mean, no jury is going to vote to acquit you. I mean, like, they're going to be like, no, like they're like, who goes and buys two wiffle ball sets? <laughs> I should already see the lawyer. Sir, uh, my my client is, you know. He, he, he just he's forgetful. He just forgets everything. He's senile. He has issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, call me as a witness. Uh, yeah. Dude, John, you have been his podcast partner for over a year. I can <laughs> confirm he leaves shit in his cart. <laughs> oh, boy. Actually, this ev- this show right now will be evidence that will save your ass. Maybe this is happen. a nice stunt. You're going to try to get me for murder then just so our podcast and did on like, a, you know, <laughs> Judge Judy. Yes. <laughs> I'll save you. Uh, All right. What else is uh, what else is going? We got to talk about mayhem. We we, we do. We, mayhem has been a blast. We've gotten so many people. We have a lot of positive feedback. I mean, originally we were going to be posting these things on a Monday. And we were hoping to wrap them up by Sunday of the following weekend. And now we're posting them by Sunday. And it's today's Easter. People wanted the pitch. They wanted to play today. Like, these these guys are pumped. They're ready to go. They're excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to tell people, like, not today. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I've i been really excited. First of all, we've had all our matchups played. Mm. Um, the, the best matchup was Drew versus Jesse. Yes. In Jesse. ice hockey. And and so let me I'll go just real quick in the background here. I what I do is I take the list of names. So basically I construct a bracket. So I construct all the matchups and I have little blank marks for all the names. Mm-hmm. And once I have them all set and there's 16, 16 spots I have to fill because there's 16 people in the tournament. I randomize the list of names and then I just go bloop, 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 bloop right mm-hmm. into the empty brackets. And Jesse got. Uh, basically, it was like uh, play the Dads After Dark host in ice hockey. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad for Jesse because it's like <laughs> he is not a sports game player and he was playing you in your best. 
Um, so that was a that was a pretty good one. Oh, that was fairly competitive, but I, it was I think good. it was might, fun. Might have been a little light with him, I guess. Maybe a little bit, and, and we what? had some fun. But um, no, he um, he like, held his own though. I'm gonna say he came out hot. Maybe it was me trying to adjust. Like I scored quickly, he literally scored. It went like back and forth for a few goals, and then I got a big lead, and then I just started passing it around a little bit, bit trying to do some fun like blue line snipes. Um, but no, he did. He 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 held his own for, especially for somebody that hasn't played that game in so long. Right. Um, it was fun. It was nice. it was a good time. And then you had the opportunity to play somebody, right? I played you in ice hockey for a period. Well, no. Well, I mean, let's and not you, talk about you that. bailed out of that one. You were like, oh, I got to go. And then uh, it's my birthday. I got to got to run. And then True. um, and then I played uh, Chris HL 94 in four games and I beat him three to one. Um, the last two were not pretty. I played I rolled out the all fatty lineup. Ha, that's tough. Which, I, I've always done a lot of all skinny lineups. I find them fun, but I tried the all fatty and uh, I just like mauled him. It was like 15 to one or something like that. So, but I'm, I'm waiting for a rematch with you. Um, I want, I, I want the I crown. Have, I mean, I'm not great at it here. I don't know how to play defense. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun game. Like it's you fun. said, I wish Blades of Steel was there. That'd be interesting to Blades of Steel. Try that yeah, one. and when there's no lag, it's so much more fun. But I, mm. I had definitely had a couple games with Chris where it was really laggy. I even recorded a couple of moments. Um, it was really laggy, and you really got to bear down and get your your brain in a mode where you're expecting it. Um, but when it when like you and I played, it was really smooth. Um, yeah, so. we had no issues. Yeah, and it's really fun when it's like that. And a couple of games I played with Chris were a lot smoother too. You just can't really predict it. Um, but, yeah, we finished a couple rounds. Um, round three was announced today. And one of the mm. randomized matchups is Neoprime 33 and Laffer. Um, I hope they that... streamed that. <laughs> what are they yeah. playing again? Uh, well, we can't say. Oh, they playing. can't. That's right. I, right. I, I'll go look. Yeah, they literally do not know what they're playing. But, right. yeah, it's going to be it's a good one. So take a take a take a look and you'll you'll see. Oh, it's in reverse order. Yeah, no. I, I highlighted it for you. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. No all right. No <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can't wait for that one. We've got some good matchups, and then when round four hits, um, these have been randomized, but round four, I am just going to handcraft everything. Um, especially based on like who the leaders are. And I'm going to make sure that like tiebreakers are built into these games. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a, a fun one. Um, so yeah, uh, if you, if you're not in monthly mayhem this month, well, you can't get in it now. Um, but if you are, then great. Hey, we got two more rounds and both of these rounds are going to be super Nintendo games. Whereas the first two rounds were Nintendo games. So all the matchups are brand new. It's going to be real fun. What else we got, Drew? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was in a big game in funk. I think even last time I was on the episode, you know, you just get in those funks where like you played a little bit, but you don't, you can't get into anything. Um, I will say the last two weeks, I definitely kind of got out of that funk, which was nice. Um, you know, playing a little bit more at nighttime. I'll be watching TV. I was just, in, I was in that funk like I wasn't playing at all, and I would play like on the weekends here or there with the kids, and that was it. Mm. But I have since gotten out of that, and I'll tell you what got me out of that funk. Oh, when are you going to tell us, Drew? Well, shall we move on to what have we been playing? Let's do that. 
Let's go. All right, Drew, you've got me curious. What have you been playing? Well, I was browsing the eShop for some new and Nets big game. Um, and it's neither of those, but it was my Nets team, I guess you could say. It's called Mana Spark. It was on sale for $2, John. And I said to myself, shit, Ooh. even if this game is terrible, it's like, I, you know, I dropped my cup of coffee in the, you know, pulling out a Dunkin' Donut. So it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> East Coast reference. East Coast. But I... I fell in love with this game it is a roguelike type game uh and, and i can't believe i couldn't sell you on this and i'm going to sell you on this now um you unlock a few classes right i think there's it's not really a spoiler alert you get like a warrior with a shield and sword you get like a hunt, huntsman with um like a bow and arrow and then i don't know what they call the other one a guardian or something that's a um like a crossbow so the, obviously that's fast and um sh- shoots a lot where the 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 bow is very strong, and um, the, the the warriors, whatever, in the middle. But this game has made me fall in love. It's it's similar to you go up, down, left, right, and, and whatnot. But no, just just kidding. But um, you go from screen to screen, and it's kind of a top down perspective, and it's just it's a it's a blast. You, did you uh, do, did you just say screen to screen? Are we doing to, this again, Drew? I tried. I, you weren't listening. See, that's. I, I wanted to ensure that you oh, were listening. I was listening. listening. <laughs> so there's there's a base camp. Um, it's very similar. If I had to describe it, it's like enter the dungeons with like a crossover of mm, dead cells. For some reason, dead cells always jumps out at me at it. And you get to have, like, one special item, right? They have, like, a turret, which is always fun in those. Even in Dead Cells, you can throw it on the ground, and it shoots arrows at people. Uh, you know, they have freeze bombs and healing potions, whatever. So you get one item that you can bring at all times. Uh, and then every, like, two or three levels that you beat, which are dungeons, um, it brings you to, like, a, a level where you can put your runes in. So you save runes, but you only can save them when you get to these, like, uh, you know, every third level. It's, like, a little healing place you could say um and then that place you can upgrade as well some of your items and then you throw your runes into let's say the bank and then when you die you go back to the camp and the runes that you saved you can upgrade and there's three things you can upgrade there's one that you can upgrade where it's like health speed power um then there's another one that you can upgrade your items so for example like the, the turret maybe increases power uh, the more levels. And then there was this third upgrade, which I found very cool. I've never seen this in any type of roguelite or any type of game where you could pit one enemy that you come across and make it like reduce its health. So if there's one enemy that you always have trouble killing, you can go say, I want that enemy to be weak. Oh my God. I'd love that in Hades. Yeah. It's, you just <laughs> pick one. You only can have one active at a time. Right. Right. I thought you're going to be able to do like all of them, but no, uh, yeah, so there's there's about every three levels or so you you encounter a, a counter a boss. Uh, I've made it to the third boss, which I think is the final boss, and I only made it there twice. And I'm I, he's he's tough. I barely even scratched him. Um, but you know when you get to these road lights where you've made it to the end, and now it's like you try to rush there. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's like you get into this habit, yeah. and then like you're dying like, in the second level, and you're like, what am I doing? Like, why am I being foolish? I'm trying to, to be too fast rather than just slow and take it easy. I, I entered that mode now, which is annoying. I need to settle back down and get there. <laughs> right. But it's tons of fun. There's actually DLC for this game, which I think introduces a fourth character uh, and some more levels. And I think the DLC is only $4. So it's twice uh, the price of the game. Well, it was on sale. I think it's usually $10 game. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's a blast. I think each run might last like 15 to like 30 minutes. So it's really good, really quick. It, it, you could just, it's definitely one more run, one more mm-hmm. run, one more yeah. run. And um, I'm loving it. I have a blast. Like I said, I, I believe I'm into the final boss twice. I'm so close. I can, now I'm at the point I'm trying to figure out what my best, you know, I guess you could say best build is or whatnot, but Mana Spark, loving yeah. it. You gotta try it. it. It definitely has all the elements that you look for in a rogue, like perma upgrades and you know that yeah. sort of thing. Um, I just right. the graphics reminded me of Moonlighter, and I have like mm. major, like um, I just have a major PTSD from Moonlighter. But nice. I mean, maybe maybe one day. I just um, it's yeah. fun. Um, what was I gonna say about it? Um, I've I've made it to the point though where I've upgraded everything, so now it's just blatantly skill. I'm not gonna oh. get any bet. It's not like I'm not getting permanently any better at this point. Right. So they have this cool thing too. When you die, you can say try my luck or go back to camp. If you do try my luck, it starts a brand new game again, but it pits your character. And then it pits your spell, and then it gives you like some type of random buff. It might be keep all the runes that you died with. It could be like damage up. It could be speed up. It's it's random. So sometimes it's like, oh man, that's a good one. I'm gonna try. But you know, it, it's 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 an interesting little factor. Okay. It it, um, it is back to ten dollars. I just checked. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I mean, it's still it it's probably a 10 hour game at the end of the day, maybe, you know, after playing it. So it's it's not bad. I, I I love it. I recommend it. If it goes back on sale, I might just grab it. If it goes back to two dollars, I'd probably yeah. just grab it. Um, um, let's go back and forth. What about what about you? Uh, Yeah, I played a bunch of games these last couple of weeks. Um, One of them that I played, it feels like forever ago, but it, it's in the last two weeks. The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Um, this was, uh, this was a, like, not a DLC, but a, like a, like a preview game, um, before Life is Strange 2 came out. Um, so this was like a one to two hour, um, game. And I have, I've games that you play. I know I play looking at this game. It's like, this is not even a video game. I don't know what you, it's a simulation. The Life is Strange games are, are, are a different beast. Um, but yeah, this came out before Life is Strange 2, and it was sort of like a bridge game. And I didn't play it because I I didn't I wasn't into Life is Strange at the time. But we actually did play through Life is Strange 2, and um and I am actually currently doing a second run through of Life is Strange 2. Um, but it was kind of cool because they kind of recommend playing this one first. Um, mm-hmm. and I said no, I don't have access to it. And now and then I played through it, and it really it actually. It is actually it actually ties in to the second game. And there's literally a scene in this game Oops, in this game that is the same scene in Life is Strange 2. But you're playing it from the other character's perspective. Um, so it was very cool. And I actually kind of like that I played it second. I really appreciated um, seeing the main characters from Life is Strange 2 and this one. 
Um, so I played that one, and then, like I said, I am playing through Life is Strange 2 again, making some different uh, decisions. But what I wanted to talk about was Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, boy. You, you're one of those. You got locked in. Yeah. So I I have tried Monster Hunter games in the past. I, I think I own almost all of them for Nintendo. Um, and the last one I played, I think I played about 10 to 15 hours, was... Um, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. Monster, it's like Monster Hunter Ultimate. It was the one on Wii U. I played that one as well. Yeah. Um, find me the name of that one. I will. And um, so I played that one for about 10 hours or so. But like, I, I think I mentioned this before. My my wife likes to watch the games and, and she wasn't into it. And so I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And I can't say I was like really loving it, but I had gotten into the game. I was doing some quests and just just getting on this role of do a quest, accomplish it or whatever. And so I pre-ordered this game because it came with the Amiibo. And I've been playing it. And um, I this past week for the Betwixt, I gave sort of a... After having played it for, what, two, two and a half days, um, I gave a little beginner's tips from a beginner. It was well. And, it was, well it, it was, by the way, Monster Hunter Ultimate uh, 3. It was okay. Monster Hunter 3 yeah. Ultimate. It was, yeah. You're right. And then, I mean, yeah, it, it, it had its value to it, but it, yeah. yeah. So, um, so now I'm a week further um, from the last episode, and I've gotten fairly far into the game. I actually almost quit it on Saturday morning, but... Um, it's, I have enjoyed my time with the game. So right now, if you're playing the game, um, I have finished all of the village quests through five stars and I have purposefully avoided the urgent quest that would bring you to six. The way it works, Drew, is you do a bunch of quests for like star level one. And then when you do a certain number of them, you don't have to do all of them. Mm -hmm. They'll do like an urgent quest and there's some like storyline quest you have to do somebody's attacking the town you got to take care of it and then when you win that quest it unlocks the level twos okay that's cool so right now i have the quest that will unlock me to the level sixes which is the last level for the village quest but i just decided village or multiple uh, villages there's only one village okay but i wanted to just finish all of them up to level five so i have and i finished all of the quests on the hub quests so the hub quests are more difficult and they're designed for multiplayer you can play them by yourself, um, but they're kind of designed for multiplayer. Um, you can't do multiplayer with the village quests. Village quests are solo. They're they're on you. Um, so I've done all the quests for the for the hub quests. And I'm having fun. There are times when I get just downright addicted to it. Um, but at the other at the other end of the scale, it's kind of a boring game, too. And so so here's the difference now. When you do the village quest, you're you're constantly having to fight these monsters. And the thing is, these these monsters can be like just sponges. Um, mm-hmm. You just sit there and hammer on it, hammer on it, hammer on it. The, the thing that's really interesting about Monster Hunter is that you can break parts off of a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really see them degrade in front of you. If you bash a monster a lot on the face, you'll see their their face gets all fucked up. And, you know, if you go to their tail and you're constantly smashing on their tail, you can cut their tail clear off. And then they're fighting you and their tail is just like, you know, cut off. And then, you know, you when you beat a monster, you grab their parts. You can grab parts from the tail, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's addictive because you go in, you do a fight, even if it's a fight you've done before, and you just get more parts for that monster. And you can use those parts to forge new armor or upgrade your weapon or what have you. 
Yeah, and I'm um, sure there's certain sets of armor that you need certain parts for that monster, exactly. right? So if you want that, you go farm. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. like. See, that's the type of stuff I I'm intrigued. I Monster Hunter in general, I I love the idea of it. I just mm-hmm. I can't get past like you said the repetitiveness of of like. I don't know how this one is like the 45 minute fight of that monster. Yeah. And, and it's, and, and, uh, I agree. This is a game that's more fun when you have friends or our community, like we do on discord, which is great. Um, however, my play style, my, that fits my lifestyle right now with two young kids, (laughs) I, I need to pause it. Right. And, and, you can't yeah. pause it, and, and I don't play a lot, you know, after the kids go to bed, because that's kind of like me and my wife time. You know, we watch a show or something before bed. Right. Uh, that's my problem I have with Monster Hunter, but it yeah. sounds like it's 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 a great game. It's something you yeah. have a, a good time. And 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 um, the village quests you just do on your own, no big deal. It's night. You can just do whatever you want. Um, but the 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 hub quests, I've really gotten into the hub quests lately, because um, I was I was falling behind with them. And there is a way um, like like I think there's like 10 or so quests you have to do for the for the two stars. And what I was doing, this is really interesting. I wish I would have mentioned this last week, but I didn't know Um, you can go and find the the network works great for this game. You can go and find a lobby and you can go in some strangers lobby. And honestly, I've had more success with that. It's been harder to, like, get real friends or people in the Discord to, like, play at once. I've played a couple times with Third Strongest Mole, but it's only been us two. Um, it's easier to just go find a lobby with three people in it and just become a fourth. And now you have four people fighting a monster. Um, but there's another way you can do it, and I really love this. When you go into a lobby, you can post a quest, which basically means I want to do this particular quest. And people in that lobby will go, oh, okay. Um, let's play it. Or they can decide, no, 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 I'm going to do this quest. And then people just decide what they want to do. What you can do is instead of looking at looking for lobbies, you can say, I want to do this quest. Is anybody looking for people to do this quest? Mm-hmm. And it puts you right in their game. Oh, so, like you almost search. Yeah, you you don't have to search for lobbies. You can search for people doing that quest. And what's really nice is if you want to complete all the two stars you can just do that one at a time. You just join someone doing this quest, join someone doing so, this quest, and go through the list. Tick, tick, tick. So is that kind of like when you play solo and you're doing a quest by yourself, let's say, mm-hmm. would you just have online open at that point, you're saying? No. Is that what you mean? Okay, well, if you're doing solo, if you're doing the village quests, you have uh, to okay, do so, solo. If gotcha. you're doing the hub quest solo, that's fine. I mean, you can just say, I'm going to post this quest. And, but I'm going to start start it. But somebody can join you at any time. while you're in that quest because they're looking for that one. And no. there's a checklist. When you finish a quest, it's a checklist. And when you finish all of them for the stars, you get a check by the stars. Gotcha. So I, I, what I'm trying to do is like do all of them. And I love that because I can. I sat down. Uh, it was like a couple days ago for like an hour and a half and just boom, 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 finished all of my. I didn't have to do anything extra. And the best part is, they will sometimes like you can join a quest. And you get in there and like 20 seconds later, the quest ends because they beat the monster and you just run okay. over to where they are and you get some monster parts and you get a check mark and you're like, cool, I did nothing. Now, I thought I heard or read somewhere as well that what Monster Hunter does well is that uh, if you have a party online playing and somebody drops off, the difficulty changes. Is that true? It's supposed to. It, it's supposed to. Does it? it? They do a really good job of because you're I, never... You're never really in somebody's server, per se. You're kind of linked to it. 
But okay. like when like I, I think I mentioned this last week. I can't remember. Third Strongest Mole and I were fighting a monster and I was observing different behavior. The monster was standing still and he was like, no, it's moving. And then we disconnected. And hmm. instead of the game just dropping, which is what you'd expect, he continued his fight solo and I continued my fight solo. Uh, Two different fights. It just basically split. And that was it. Um, so I so played that's been that really game nice. Dauntless. That it was a free to play online game. It's almost yeah. Monster Hunter, right? Right. Um, but that game did not happen, right? So we'd have to be battling with four or five guys, and like two guys would drop, and then we would. Ju- There's no way you're beating this monster with two or three guys, right. and you would just yeah. fail. And it was yeah. the, the monster would have had 25 percent health left. You <laughs> would have been fighting it for 35 minutes, so it was like it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so over. I mean, overall, overall, I I've really enjoyed it. I've I've gotten to a point now where the monsters are just getting spongier. Um. That's that's it. They're 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 spongier. And it's 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 like you're going to go in even with four guys. You're going to fight this monster, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. It's going to run away. Go chase it. Fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it. It'll run away. Fight it. And God, they just they the fights last forever. So it's gotten a little less fun. And it's more about picking out which monsters you want to fight to get which parts that you need. Um, Mole was in my game and he was trying to get. Um, an ear of a particular monster. So we fought this particular monster and he intentionally tried to break parts off its head. And so he can get this ear and that becomes the meta game. Um, gotcha. So it's a, it's a game like if you want to upgrade your sword, um, you can, but you really need to go online, look at a wiki and say, okay, what elements do I need to get oh, this? So you thing don't because, even know. Okay. I'm telling you when you do the weapon upgrade, most of the information is blank. I think once you get a part then it'll show you the rest that you need. I really don't like that decision. Um, so, but you can just go online and look it up and say, "Look, I need to fight this monster. I need to get gotcha. this part, and then I can start looking at the sword." But now, if you go fight that monster, you keep hitting on the head. There's no guarantee you get in the ear, right? There's no guarantee. You might get different parts. Capturing will get you some different parts than if you beat the monster. Um, and then I guess I think Amol was saying too, and the and you get the more difficult levels, you'll actually get some different parts too. Okay. Um, so it's really all it becomes is a loop of beat some monsters, upgrade your armor so you can fight better monsters. And it's a very addictive loop. But yeah, like the core gameplay is fighting these spongy monsters. Mm. Um, same strategies kind of over and over again, unless you're like See, really yeah. in tune with the game. And um, also the controls. I find I can't play this game anymore portably. I am oh, now geez. playing exclusively on a pro controller. It's because there's so much you have to use a lot of the L, a lot of the R, a lot of the triggers, all of the buttons um, minus. I mean, like every button. And it's just way more comfortable to do that on a pro controller. So I don't play it portably anymore. Yeah. See, uh, I, I stand by this game sounds right up my alley. But I think it's the physical gameplay that draws me away from it. Yeah. The, the, the bashing of a monster over and over and over again for yeah. a half hour. Um, I, but yeah, I mean, you know me, I, I love collecting and upgrading. I mean, crafting. I love that. I, I'm all over that. But you, you could very well like this game. It's it's very much a hoarding game. Um, you try to hoard stuff and craft stuff. It, but yeah, it's like for 10 to 15 hours, you're going to be kind of learning the ropes and figuring it out. But on the other hand, you can do it slowly. I mean, that the early the early jobs, the early quests are pretty easy. Um, you don't have to be advanced. I mean, mm-hmm. Mole and I are beating monsters and he knows way more about the game than I do. Um, but I have my own little stupid strategies that I do. I have a few items that I bring into a fight and that's it. 
you know, mm-hmm. he's probably got everything all maxed out and like, you know, you can use different seeds to power up your strength and all that. You can play it at your own level and be fine. But I think I'm kind of I'm kind of putting it on ice for a little bit now because I'm just I'm just, you know, I hit your I, limit. I've hit my limit. I, I will. I'll play some more. But yeah, right now I just need a little break. So that's fair. Um, what else have you uh, played? So the wife and I needed a new game. Right. Um, and we were surfing. I think the same time I was surfing the eShop from Manaspark, we she saw Scott Pilgrim. And she said, um, oh, what's that game? I like that movie. I said, I like that movie, too. Uh, I heard lots of good things about this. Year. I heard it was really good. So we, she's like, all right, let's play it. So we bought it. Uh, great game. It's, it, uh, we, I think we played through the first three levels. Uh, we're still learning a lot of the game itself. But it's, <laughs> it's not as easy as you think either. It's kind of hard. It's, it's not it's just of, a brawler, right? It's, it's not just a brawler. There is a little bit of strategy. It reminds you of the old school, you know, like Ninja Turtles type games, arcade style. And uh, it's uh, it's fun, but it's 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 difficult. The one thing that and I get this is more that arcade style. But let's say we were playing a level and we died in the final boss. There's no checkpoints in this game. So you go all the way back to the beginning. Mm. But when you go all the way back to the beginning, it was just. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. All the way around. If we beat the level, and let's say we beat it, and we beat it with, like, no lives left, you start the next level with zero lives. So you're better off just dying. Yeah. And then you get three lives each again. So, like, little <laughs> stuff like that is just kind of silly, but uh, it's fun. It's hard, but it's a nice chance to play with the wife. It's good. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, it's one of my you? top ten favorite movies, by the way. We, I, it's funny we both watched it again the other day both separately when we were working from home just because it's been a long time but it's 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 fun it's a good movie it's such a fun popcorn movie like it is yeah so many little references right to the to the video game nerds like it, us. it really it's it really is the best video game movie it's just not based on a like a video game yeah but it's 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 obviously all video game themed mm. um so much fun uh you got um, any more I yeah I've got a couple I can go through real quick. Mm. I played a game called Cathedral on Switch. Mm. This was kind of an 8-bit looking um should say like the term 12-bit like whatever between 8 and 16-bit cuz it's it looks better than an 8-bit game but um it ends up I didn't know what it was but it just got major Shovel Knight vibes. It's just a retro-y looking game. The trailer really sold me on. I was all excited Let's for it. Right up your alley. I yeah, I bought it on launch day, but I took me about a month to get to it. Um, I didn't even know what kind of game it was, um, but I knew I wanted to play it. It is a Metroidvania style. It is very much a bitty great music. Um, It's one of those games. It feels like a vintage old game, um, but it has some niceties to it. It has little save points and that sort of thing. And initially, I was really liking it. They start you in this cathedral. There is some loose, weird storyline going on that I don't I can't really make sense of. Um, And you are making your way out of this cathedral. You hit a couple points. You can't get past. And then you get like a power up and then you can get past them, blah, blah, blah. You get out of the cathedral and then there's like a village you're in. It's like, okay, cool. You've now you've gotten out of the tutorial and you made it to the village and there's like these little side quests that will show up and whatever. And you're like, this is cool. And that's when the game just goes really downhill. Um, this little hub village is way too big. And the, and the perspective is the same as Shovel Knight. It's side scrolling. 
It's just like Shovel Knight. You go through a village, like Adventure of Link, and you talk to people and whatever. This this village was like huge, all these floors. And then I'm like, where's the library? I can't figure out where the library is. And the map won't tell you where the library was. And then where's that person I talked to? I need to talk to them again. I can't find them. And then there's like these side quests. Okay, you can go to these different areas now. Okay, fine, cool. All this game is, is just getting stuck over and over again. You go down a hallway because you want to go through a door. And right before you get to that door, there's some area you can't cross. Okay, I need something to get me through. Then you go back and then you find another route. Oh, I'm stuck again. They, you're just stuck. Oh, so many times. And getting back, it's, it just takes too long. Um, navigating through. It's the same problem I had with Hollow Knight sometimes. Just like navigating takes too long. Um, I kept getting stuck. I kept losing track of where things were. The map shows you um, doorways and like areas you've traversed and not traversed, right? They'll they'll light it up if you've been there. But the doorway, the color contrast is so small. And it's one of those things where it says, here's a doorway, but there's there's something blocking it. And it's like, I need to know that there's something blocking it because there's so many dead ends in this game. When you play a Metroidvania and there's a couple places you can't go mm-hmm. and you forget and you go that route and you're like, oh, I can't go through here. It's kind of memorable because when you look at the map, you can kind of like remember, oh, I remember what's there. This is just a very blocky map. And there's like a freaking hundred dead ends. And you're just <laughs> like, oh, my God, I, like, I forgot this was a dead end. This is a dead end. This isn't. Where do I go? I was so stuck just a, a couple hours in. And I just decided, and I was kind of like playing this while I was playing Monster Hunter, and I just decided I am having no fun with this game. Sounds I, promising, just they, <laughs> they failed. They just, they overthought the game design. There are like, there's like a list of the areas in the game. And if you haven't been to an area, it just shows a bunch of question marks. And it's like this scrolling list. It's such a, like a waste of time. First of all, it tells you, it's basically telling you, there's all these areas you need to go and you haven't gone. But it's also like I'm scrolling through, scrolling through when I want to teleport to a zone and I'm just scrolling through question marks because there's one at the bottom I need to get to. It's it, they, just the game design really broke down here um, and it was just so unbearably broken to me. I had to stop. And, you know, I don't like to stop on games, mm. but I could not stand it. Very disappointing. I don't know if I'll get back to this. Um, that was Cathedral. I can't. And then the other game that I played was Outriders um, on Series X. This is a this is not an exclusive. Um, this came out uh, this week, Tuesday. Came out midweek or something. It's a shooter. And it is a cover shooter team multiplayer. What? Um, this is not like you. This is this is like Diablo, but as like a 3D shooter essentially. Uh-oh. And this is definitely not like me. But there's two reasons I tried it. One. Um, it was free on Game Pass. Um, free. And it's you know, it's free. It's not an exclusive to Xbox. It's available on PS5, but you got to pay 60 bucks on PS5. It's free on Game Pass. So I thought, I, let me just give it a try. It was getting some hype. And second, it's from Square Enix, so I'm going to pay some attention to it. And yeah, I tried it out, and um, it wasn't bad. Um, I, I played through as a character. Um, the one criticism I have early in the game is all the cutscenes last like five seconds, and then they like stop it and then do another little cutscene, and it's like i really just want to sit in a cutscene. just let me absorb this like stop interfering mm-hmm. um but basically the basic story is you are part of a group from earth um earth is dying so it's not altogether fictional 
and they send out two ships. This is very interstellar, Drew. They send out two ships to look for a, 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 a habitable planet. One of the ships has died. I don't know what. And the other ship is you, and you land on this planet called Enoch. And you, your, your goal is you land, and you're supposed to set up infrastructure so that there's like they said there's like a half a million people on these other ships that are going to land, but you need to establish, you need to build up the planet, and then they're going to like pull people off the ship as as you build up. Okay, I'm not, I'm nowhere close to that. <laughs> Um, so anyway, but then they land on this planet. Everything seems great. It's beautiful and everything. But then there's like something effing wrong with the planet. And the, the guy who's supposed to say, all right, everybody come on down is basically saying, come on down. And you're like, no, 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 no. This place is dangerous. And so what happens is you long story short, you end up in back in cryo and a cryo chamber because you are mortally wounded. And you fall asleep for like 30 years and then you come out of it and there's this, you know, this huge time warp and all the people came down to the planet and there's no resources. So everybody's at war with each other, battling over resources. Um, yeah. So it's a cover shooter. And what I really like, I mean, it's, it's all about multiplayer. It's just like monster hunter. You go, you can play these missions solo or you can go and get some friends and you can play these missions multiplayer. Um, I haven't done multiplayer yet. I don't really know anybody playing the game right now, but I'll probably try it. But the thing that I really liked about it is, God, the game just starts off and has tutorials and explains things to you slowly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, initially you just start off, you have a gun, you hold down ZL to aim, and then you, you press ZR to shoot it. And then, oh, you can switch your weapons by pressing Y. You know, you can reload with X. And then that's it. It's like, oh, this is so much nicer than Monster Hunter. Um, there's no like right now there's no health items there's no whatever but the really cool part about this game is after you get through like the very initial tutorial um you get to pick a class and there's four classes you can pick and they're interesting there's the devastator class which is like your typical tank Mm -hmm. there's a pyromancer class which was the first class that i tried um basically you're, you're still a cover shooter you fire and all that but you have this like you can shoot fire out and huh. when you you fry somebody you can actually gain health by killing somebody Ooh. with your pyromancer technique okay um and then there's a whole bunch of pyromancer skills that you get as you go but it starts you off with one drew monster hunter are you listening yep. it starts you off with just the one and you learn it and then eventually get a second one um there's a technomancer which is kind of like a support class um, and then I so I replayed this game from the beginning because I, I wanted to pick up on the story more. And I picked the trickster class now for my character. And the trickster class is pretty cool because their skills involve weird movements and stuff. You can, like, create a bubble around you and everyone in that bubble is in slow motion. Oh. And if you, like, shoot them and their body parts kind of break apart, the, the body oh. parts float away in slow motion, you know, Um and he has an attack, too, where when you slice some, well, she, I'm a girl. Um, when you slice somebody, you have this big blue slice and you go. Whoosh, and then the people just freeze and then like their body just slowly falls apart. You kind of see their skeleton and then the skeleton falls apart and then you gain health <laughs> from that attack. So I'm I'm totally into this game. 
Um, the Sounds, story is. I'm really intrigued. I wish I could play somehow. It is, and there, there's like you can increase the difficulty level, and you get more loot. It's now definitely it's, feeling like a game where you play certain missions over and over again and try to get better loot. So it's kind of like that Diablo style. Okay, so it's um, not an Xbox exclusive. It is not. So there's um, hope we're probably not running on the Switch. Yeah, like it's a game that like definitely wants you to take cover. Like, you know, you don't just go running out, like take cover behind this box. They have these mechanics where you can be taking cover and then you can run to the next cover really quickly and just jump into the cover. She'll slide into it. But it is like a single player storyline. But if you should play co-op if you want. I I may very well play through it solo and then play the multiplayer once it's done. But there's a bunch of side quests. There's this hub area you go to and you can take on these side quests and all that. It's just my jam. Like I said, it's just like the Monster Hunter stuff. It's just way more straightforward. Um, you you have three skills you can set up on your character. And so you can mix and match the ones you want. Just like Diablo. You know, like, oh, I like these skills. But it's simplified. I'm use these. It's, it's, just... it's just much easier. That's what um, I liked about yeah. Mana Spark, to be honest. It's, I know the graphic and it's simple, but it's just mm-hmm. it's simple. You have a shoot and you have one item you can bring. That's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this I think That's is a little bit better. more. Um, yeah, but I, I look forward to. I mean, it's got. I, I look forward to gaining more special skills that I can mix and match. There is yeah, like this huge skill tree with all of these like areas of specialty so i'm like Uh i'm looking forward to figuring out what i want to specialize in there's all the side quests you can do and of course i love to spam side quests early on in the game you level up yeah which is something that i really like because if you repeat the same fights over and over again there is some benefit you're going to level up your character Mm. um so yeah i'm going to be living in this one for a while i'm really liking it so uh, the last game I will say, I'll give you a little Pokemon Let's Go update as I <laughs> go through my new adventure of Pokemon World. Uh, I beat it. I rolled credits uh, yesterday. Uh, what a fun little game. Um, I thought it was well done. I thought it was pretty linear for for what I wasn't really sure what to expect. My kids are now obsessed with Pokemon, which is, I guess, good or bad. Uh, I don't think I'm diving right into Sword of Shields yet. I think I'm going to... No detox a little bit i'll get pokemon snap when it comes out and detox some more and we'll go from there but uh we love it we absolutely love it uh a few of my friends i talked to were mad because i've gotten two shinies in my playthrough and they say shinies are very hard to come by yeah um i got what'd you get what was tentacruel tentacruel whatever the the stupid looking squid Squid thing yeah and then i got today so he was like he's purple with green eyes and then I got um, Chansey, Chenzi, the big pink thing oh, with, an, with, a, with, the, yeah. with the egg. So she's yeah. yellow instead of pink. Oh, man. Um, so it's cool. It, it's exciting. And it's so funny because, like, my kids are so into it now. Um, I found the Chansey, whatever the hell the name is, is in the Mewtwo cave. We were going there. We're just trying to level it up, exploring a little bit. And all of a sudden, my daughter goes, starts flipping out. A shiny, a shiny, dad, a shiny. <laughs> like, like you know, six-year-old, they know exactly what it is. And she's gotten, believe it or not, this is a perfect game for her age because it really helps her with, like, moving the joystick a little bit and using the buttons and the motion control. It, I think this is, like, the first game. It's, I I can go, go make dinner in the kitchen and let her play. Yeah. And then she'll just call me if, like, oh, dad, look. Or, like, she can play or or. or I'm talking to a person. I don't understand some of the words. Like, what are they saying? <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it's uh, it's been an absolute blast. Yeah, my, cool. It's been so fun playing with my kids. This was like the first game ever. I never played one hour without my kids. Right. So, you know, we played 35 hours so far, maybe 40 hours. Uh, every one of them have been with my kids. Uh, sad days have been like a fun thing because uh, tap season for my wife. So sad days have been like daddy time and like the three of us. We played Pokemon. Like, we played probably, don't tell the wife, but like probably five or six hours this Saturday. Um, <laughs> and that's when we beat it. We're like, we got one gym leader left. And it's funny because our main character, we wanted to be a girl. So my daughter named her Zoe. And, uh, you know, you have to, you, you have the other character that you have to name as well. That You know, your friend. Oh, your your so, rival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yep. So my son said, well, I want to name him Evan. So, you know, for his name. <laughs> so it's funny that. You know, I guess spoiler alert, whatever. You you fight them at the very end. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, it was Zoe versus Evan, right. which they thought was funny. But um, overall, I loved it. I thought it was a great game. I I think it was a great introductory game to Pokemon for me, and um, I'm sure I'll be playing more of them in the future. I'll, I'll probably pick up Sword of Shield eventually, but I I don't think I need it right now. That might yeah. be something you get it for like forty two, forty five bucks someday. You know, maybe that's if it's on sale a little Never bit. Never gonna get super cheap. Um, no, but, but 40, in the forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Let's go is a great introductory one, and the the thing I love about Let's Go is that the 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 Pokemon run on the overworld, so you can actually see the shinies, and yes. you can decide when you see a Pokemon and go, I want that, and you go run into them. But yeah. that's not always the way the game was. Oh, but it yeah. has since changed. Like Sword and Shield has that too, where they are in the overworld now. Yeah. Um, but in the older games, you walk through like tall grass and you just have random encounters. You didn't know and until so you the screen can, popped up. Well, and you can imagine when you run into a shiny because you don't see the Pokemon and then it kind of it starts off in a silhouette and then you see it. And that's when you go, oh, it's a shiny. But you have to keep getting those encounters before you find the shinies where in this game you just run across them. Yeah, and you're like random. so excited. And it's, it's amazing so exciting. how much of a, a color swap is so exciting because you've seen the same Pokemon <laughs> I, a no. thousand times. And then you see a blue one and it's and, like, Wah! And all you can say is like, please don't let me run out of Pokeballs. One and two, yeah. please don't let me like let it run away. Right. But, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, that's awesome. It's been great. We love it. So cool. I'm looking forward to it. All right. What do you, shall we let Sadie take us away here and then move into the top? Yeah, well, yeah, we usually say Sadie take us away at the end, but like, well, say, let us Sadie take in. us in. Take yeah. us, ooh, take us in. Sadie take us in. Number five. All right, Drew, quick story. I go to Best Buy uh, a couple weeks ago. I usually just go in and do pickup at Best Buy. But every so often, I like to walk in and just browse. Yeah. So I go over the Nintendo section. I love the Nintendo section. It's a long shelf Nintendo games. And the best part is the Nintendo section always has tons of merchandise. Plushies. Big boxes, plushies, controllers, Joy-Cons, like everything. And my heart dropped. I don't know if every Best Buy has done this, but my Best Buy, instead of having all the games in the plastic boxes, right? The ones where you go and check out and they just use the key and they take it out. Yeah, yeah. They have pieces of paper with bad photocopies of what the game looks like now why <laughs> did you talk to anybody here you had to no, ask them. oh i i did well, what's well the rationale? someone's stealing them i i assume it's either theft or i don't know i i don't know but it is so much harder to browse the games because 
seeing all the games and the color and everything, like I can tune into what I'm yeah, looking yeah. for, especially if I'm looking for something. But the printouts, like my eyes just the printouts are dull. And I'm just looking around and it's it's so uninteresting. It's wow. Oh my god. It it like it just made one of those fun experiences going to Best Buy every few months and look at their selection. There's always some limited run game that's now available at Best Buy you didn't know about or some mm-hmm. sale. I just looked and I was like, no. And I, I just kind of walked out. I was so sad. Um and so I what I wanted to ask was as a kid or even as an adult. Are there any games that you like liked to do your game shopping at? Are you a GameStop guy, a Best Buy guy? And like what makes you go into those stores and browse around? You know, I, I don't know. I think as a as a younger gamer, I think I was a big GameStop guy um, for no particular reason. Um, but I'd say lately, in the last five to ten years, uh more of a Amazon or Best Buy pre-order and, and either pick up or get it shipped to the house. But again, I've been doing a lot of digital games now on the Switch. But um, yeah, digital kind of puts a crimp in it. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I feel, uh, browsing sure, the eShop I, is fun though. You it look, is fun. Look for the I, deals. And, I you know. do feel like GameStop used to have some solid other merchandise, whether you bought it or not. It was fun to look at. I feel like now it's a lot of kind of just shit leftover garbage that nobody wants all the do you, do you know what i'm saying it's just full of mm-hmm. like even you like go look at the funkos and there's there's never even really any good funk it's just it's always the leftover shit yeah it's just you know i i don't know why i don't know if game subjects all like the third hand shit but it, it's <laughs> i don't know I, and best buy nowadays it's so overwhelming best buy it's like you 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 go into best buy when you need something They've got toy aisles like now with yeah like a couple uh, video game toys or yeah. weird random stuff. Yep. I I still love going to Best Buy. Um, it you know sometimes it gets a little stale, but if I don't go for a few months, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I I have found I've never been a big GameStop person. If I go to a mall and I don't have much to buy, mm-hmm. I will go to the GameStop and just browse around because I'm surrounded by JC Pennies and you know mm. that sort of. But normally I will not go to a GameStop store. I always did Best Buy um, because I had that 20 percent off discount. And Best Buy, that's when I started doing um, ordering and then picking up. Um, I bought so much shit from Best Buy because of that 20 percent discount. Mm. And now that that discount is gone, I still go to Best Buy for a couple reasons. One, I just love going to Best Buy. I love the pickup. It's They have the best pickup mm-hmm. of all the stores around here. You order it. They have They have a great website. You order it. Um, you get some Best Buy points yep, and then I you agree. just pick it up and it's great. Um, Target is one I don't like. And a big reason is because Best Buy puts a lot of their games on sale. You think Best Buy is the one where you'll see lots of sales on the Nintendo first yep. party titles or some like Just Dance, which had just come out, was suddenly like 20 bucks at Best Buy. Um, there's lots of sales and like every couple days I'll go to their site, click the little on sale checkbox and just browse and see what's on sale. Target never puts games on sale. It is always full price. They never they, have a they, sale. They do that buy two, get one free or something. I have not seen that in a while. So I will say I do like that, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I feel um, like maybe not recently. I feel like I don't know. I can't remember the last time I oh, seen wow. it. 
My problem also, is, is like I don't need three games ever. I know you're a collector, but for me, it's like maybe I could justify two. But then again, I don't want to pay 120 or even 100 bucks for three games. I just don't need them. Yeah. Um, so they I, they I, have the if you use the red card, you get five percent off. Yep, we always it's do. really just like three bucks on a sixty dollar game. It doesn't feel like a big discount. Is, is the red card one of the best values out there? Just in general, I mean, think about it. I mean, right now, because you don't get the twenty percent discount on Best Buy. If I bought like I bought a console at Target, and yeah, you will get five percent off. So off of uh, a three hundred and twenty dollars or a three hundred dollars switch. Hey, saving thirty. Yeah, you're gonna get like 15, 15 bucks. But on a game, you just don't feel it. No, it's pennies um, of a dollar. But no, it's I... still better than nothing. So. Well, what's I I do have like the Best Buy credit card. I have to look into like what do you get for points back? I don't know, but if you if you're a Best Buy member or whatever, yeah. you get points, you get rewards, and then if you spend enough over a couple of years, you get free shipping for a while. Yep. Yeah. So like like I get same day shipping from Best Buy. I get free shipping from Best Buy. Um, but that's a perk you can lose if you're not buying enough. You Correct. just you have to buy shit. So I buy like my laptops and phones if I buy them from Best Buy just for that. Agreed. Um. But yeah, I mean like. Yeah, I, Toys R Us was a fun store, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Target Target needs some help. And really, I really hope Best Buy changes their mind with this. With this, That's, I'm gonna now. I'm curious. Uh, just some around. I'm gonna stop in and take a look. Yeah, please do. Number four. All right, John. I have a fun question for you, myself, our listeners, and maybe we can post this on Twitter uh, when we're done. But if you could cross over two game series, what would it be? Mm. Uh, and let me just make it like a, a super simple. Let, let's just say if you crossed over Mario and Zelda, right? Um, I mean, that's the kind of two terrible mm. ones you'd want to cross over. But you get the point. Two game series that you would want to cross over to play a game that you'd want you'd be interested in. So this was an easy one. Um, I think Splatoon is a great candidate for crossover mm-hmm. for multiple reasons we've only had two splatoons and they're both like mainline paint shooters right so there's a lot more i'd like to see done with splatoon okay and the game i'd like to see it crossed over with is um XCOM. um and uh-huh. i think because i so think mario rabbits yes imagine it with splatoon and paint flying everywhere and the paint uh you know created maybe some buffs or something like that Okay. Um, it just would be colorful and fun looking. And I think there's so much you can do with that paint besides being a scoring system or swimming through it. I think there's, like I said, you can do some buffs. You can have, um, you know, different paint colors for different characters. Um, you can decide okay. I have five characters and they're all going to have the red attack buff or whatever. Um, I think that would be cool and colorful. So yeah, I was kind of thinking Splatoon with XCOM or Fire Emblem. That would be kind of what I want to see. That's I like that. That's a that's a great idea actually. Yeah. Um, I had a really good one the other day and I kind of lost it, but I'm gonna go with something along the lines of definitely Punch Out because we don't see enough Punch Out in the world. And I want to turn Punch Out into what I've always wanted to do: some type of story RPG element. So we're gonna go like Punch Ooh. Out and paper mario and it's going to be a punch out in the world of like paper mario format and type rpg ish 
right? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think sports games um, go great with like story modes. They really do. Like we've talked about this in the past, but what about all the old even Mario sports, like the Mario Baseball from GameCube, where you move it around the map and you're going to each stadium, right? And then you have to play like the the minor league and you build it up to play against the main character of each. I agree. Story mode in any sports game is one like a great tutorial introduction as well as unlockables, and it's just it's it's. I agree. I'm looking forward to that in, in Mario Golf big time. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, because they had the story mode in Mario Tennis Aces, and it was okay. It was but like, okay. It was... Yeah. I See, the thing is, I think sports works great with a story mode because you can, like you're saying, if you are Little Mac running around or whatever, yeah, you can fight all different kinds of boxers, but also fight different versions of them, little mini versions of them, or versions yeah. where you can't get punched. Or you can just you can play with all of these weird rules, yeah. and, then you and the best way to do that is a story plots, mode. Right? You, you can yeah. fight on the street. I mean, you can make it fun. You can fight in the jungle. You can, you, you can do anything. And then and then as well, you, you know, you're doing training, right? So you go to the training, and you punch mm-hmm. in the, the punching bag, and you're doing the speed speedball or, or whatever right and you're, and you're leveling up your stats i speed way, speedball is a drug i think you meant speed bag <laughs> well, <it depends>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're doing a little bit of both there in the alley i, I think so i didn't know and uh then they bought they bought level five nintendo bought level five games and i think they're the ones that did the punch out for the wii which was so good oh my god so good uh i would be a, a nice i think we i think we gave nintendo some good ideas here yeah i agree build it nintendo Number three. Here is a listener question from a Twitter follower, good friend here, Leo J. Allen Jr. from the Voluntary Input Podcast. Uh, so give those guys a listen if you not if you have not yet, or give them a look up. Um, so he asked the question of in response to my switch from PS5 to Xbox X uh, as a next generation. <laughs> whatever, what is it? Xbox S whatever. I, I don't even know. Ahead here, Drew. I don't care. Uh, so say this was this was in place. response to my tweet about um, I had tweeted that when that when these two consoles launched, the two next gen mm. consoles launched, that I said the PS5 was the winner. Um, specifically, I said because uh, they yes. had Demon Souls remake and they had Miles Morales, even though it's not really, you know, it's on the PS4 as well. And um, I just said, like, uh, you know, the PS5 came out and like this was the winner. It had the new controller. It had some interesting games for it, and I thought it was the winner. And the Series X was coming out with not much different. It was just a better box and literally had nothing of interest on launch, and he replied. That's fair. I now see what you said. You set me up for failure here. <laughs> uh, but essentially what his reply was, this touches on something that I've been asking many for months now. Are exclusive what makes platforms great? Or the best. Also, have you ever invested in a platform simply because of one or more exclusive, right? So essentially, exclusives. Is it what makes the platform great? And have you ever personally, John, invested in one because of it? Now, this is an interesting question, Drew. He asked me this, and I was interested in, I was like, who is this guy? And I saw the podcast, but I also saw he's a bit of a Stadia guy. Um, big into Stadia, and I found that interesting because Stadia, Stadia technically does have some exclusives, but mm-hmm. there's no big name exclusives. And I think I know one of their exclusives is a 
Super Bomberman Online game. So I'm it's a Bomberman fan, but yeah. I don't know if I'd like uh Right, but it's more of like a game mode exclusive. Um an enhanced version, if you will. So I will say that absolutely yes, console exclusives sell the console. Nintendo sells Nintendo systems because of the exclusives, the fact that you can only play Zelda there and Mario there um, and tons of different games there. I mean, I think Nintendo is the best first party uh, developer. Um, And I think PlayStation kicked the living shit out of Xbox One X in the last generation because they just had so many better exclusives. They had The Last of Us. They had Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, God of War. They just had way better exclusives than Xbox that has they've been buying a lot of studios and maybe by number they may have more exclusives. But if if you sat and named the big game exclusives in the last gen, I mean, I'm going to say, you know, Fall Guys and like I'm just going to name so many more PlayStation games um, than kind of edgier Xbox. So absolutely for me, um, exclusives are big now. It could be that some system has some individual superiority over the other. Um, mm-hmm. I was completely infatuated with the Wii with their motion controls when that came yeah. out. And, and, I, and I think that's where I'm going to go with this, where exclusives may play a role, but I think it's a lot bigger than that, where it's, it's timing, right? I think mm. for the last um, launch of, of the PS and Xbox, I think it was unique where it was almost day and day almost right where mm-hmm. it was it was at the same time uh but i also think it's about what your funding availability is what's shiny what's new a lot of people went with the stadia because it was this cheap unique option right where mm-hmm. where they got a lot of um opportunities and games right now we have these streaming things right we have game pass which you say your games are free which i still question every day because it's you're still paying for them uh <laughs> But it, it it goes with things along that line, right, where people might not really care about the exclusive titles, but they want to join at, you know, Game Pass. They want they want Game Pass because it, it's, it's $15, $20 a month, Good and they can play as many games as they want. Maybe it's a quantity thing over quality, right? So yeah. I think those are the types of things um, people are going to levitate towards the Switch because they want to play handheld. So I, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's moved out of those. I think if you look back um from the nintendo to sega days and and even playstation one those days i think maybe then it was where i'm a mario zelda guy i want or i want sonic or i want want blast processing or twisted metal whatever the hell the big playstation game was back then right so i i think back then it was a little bit more but nowadays there are few in between i mean maybe five i don't i don't know maybe maybe a handful of games that are exclusive Besides Nintendo, right? I think you look uh, at PlayStation yeah. and Xbox. I think there's maybe I'm wrong. Less than ten you're, right now. You're you're kind of wrong, but you're kind of right too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not each system does have their own sets of exclusives. Um, the PlayStation ones still have the bigger impact, mm-hmm. but there's a ton of mainstream games that are going to be on both. So it depends Correct. on the game where you are. And, and yeah. nowadays with games too being so long and these movie quality production games, right? Mm-hmm. And and these games like Fortnite and Overwatch and Apex Legends, whatever the hell many of their other ones are, right. is they have all these games that kind of keep them, you know, time consumed, let's say. So let, let's say they get the next big game uh, that just came out. 
you know, like, for example, whatever they are, Last of Us, like you said, and all those. Once they beat that, they can jump on Fortnite and play Fortnite for uh, 200 hours until the next big game comes. Um, yeah. And that's okay. They don't need an exclusive, whatever their next big game is. So I, I think the exclusiveness is is kind of starting to fade away, to be honest, in my eyes. Yeah, I, like I said, I really think it is the kind of gamer you are. Because, like, yeah, if you play Fortnite, if you're my son and you play nothing but Fortnite, you probably wouldn't care what console you were on. No. But if you like story-based games, um, you might be drawn to PlayStation. And you did a good job of proving me wrong there. Um, when the next-gen systems were coming out and I had a pick between the two, initially I was going to pick PS5 because, hey, there's some launch games I wanted to play. And Astrobot, I failed to mention that one, too. Uh but I ended up going with Xbox because of Game Pass. I didn't mm. want to leave Game Pass. I had really enjoyed it on the One X. It was the big reason I got it. And I was like, I just want the Game Pass games. And yeah, there's some older games on there. Maybe, you know, maybe I'd, I'd rather have some of the exclusives for Sony. But the, the Game Pass value is just so big. And look what we're seeing just in this past week. Outriders, a $60 game that I'm enjoying right now a lot. Sure. And then uh, they announced MLB The Show is coming to Game Pass um in a couple weeks and that's now, a game that i really wanted to play but i didn't want to buy i would never have bought it uh, would you have bought outriders probably not i probably would not have tried outriders if i and had now you, 60 dollars. I mean, I maybe you don't love it but you really enjoy it yeah and i can quit at any time if i want to but yeah but you I don't totally feel obligated to, to, to go and finish it no absolutely not you know yeah so i um, agree uh, i yeah. think it's a great question a great topic uh, and I think that the video game industry as a whole is evolving with with things like these um, subscriptions and these online battle passes and, and, and these things that are all there, which are or making games not like it used to be where I'm a Nintendo guy or I'm a Sega guy. It, it's now I'm just a video game fan and I'm going to play it where I can. You're so. Justin. You're a Fortnite guy. I am not a Fortnite Best guy. guy. Um, I am um, interested in Spellbreak or whatever the hell it was called, though. That yeah. That's on my radar. Um, good question, Leo. Um, I'll give your podcast a try. That's Voluntary Input Podcast. Leo, uh, uh, your Stadia stuff, though? No. Not. No. No. Number two. Speaking of MLB The Show, funny thing happened this week. Uh, here's the story on it. Um, MLB The Show is a, a Major League Baseball licensed baseball game. Um, I believe it's been a Sony exclusive for about a dozen years. And this has pissed me off since the Wii U days. Um, I think sports should be promoting their sport and promoting their players across every platform that they can. And the fact that this is a PlayStation exclusive is so stupid because it's not promoting your sport. People on Xbox, people on Nintendo systems can't play MLB The Show. Um, it took them many, many years of being idiots, and I say this because baseball is my favorite sport, um, that I think about a year ago they announced that MLB The Show would be coming to all consoles in this, this year. Um, and even the Switch is going to get MLB The Show. And Xbox is going to get MLB The Show. So that was pretty cool. And then we saw what the cover was going to look like. And, oh, my God, it says Sony PlayStation on it. So if you have an Xbox, you're buying an Xbox game that says Xbox on the top. And then it says Sony PlayStation on the bottom. That was weird enough. But a couple of days ago, Xbox and Phil Spencer, 
personally announced that MLB The Show was coming to Game Pass on day one, which I think is April 20th. Day one, which means you can play it for free if you have Game Pass, which is crazy because they are basically Xbox is basically saying, hey, you can play this Sony game on our console. And instead of paying spending 60 bucks for it, you can just play it for free. So they're going to get a lot of people who would have bought this game to not only like play this game on Game Pass, but maybe even sign up for Game Pass, because if you're going to pay 60 bucks for this game, why not just get Game Pass for six months <laughs> and then play you know, everything I, else for free? I Game Pass still blows my mind. I just I mean, I don't I, understand it. I just I don't get it either. Um, but between Outriders and MLB The Show, um, that's one hundred and twenty dollars of value. That's a year of Game Pass. So basically, I've got a I've got a year of free gaming um, and I'll just be enjoying those two games and then like a couple dozen other games I'm going to play. But like unbelievable. I don't know how the contract works for it. Obviously, I would I would know that Sony has to say they have to give the approval. Right. You can't just take a game and say we're making it available for free. But man, like what were those conversations like at Sony? Because they're they're just kind of, you know, Sherlocking their own system. People who right now might be trying to get a PS5 and love MLB The Show are like, hell, I'm just going to get an Xbox, play that game for free for a while. Um, it probably won't be on Game Pass forever. It's not a mm-hmm. first party game. But I mean, it's 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 a I like arcade sports, so it's not a game that I'm like dying to play, but I will. I've always been curious about it. And so I'm absolutely going to play a few games of MLB the show. And if I like it, I'll probably play a lot more of it. I might play a full season with my Mets. Um, Just an outrageously crazy thing that I don't think I've ever seen before between two competing video game (laughs) giants in the, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's fun. It would, you know, we just talked about exclusives and I agree with your comment earlier about sports games. It's, it's crazy that, um, you can get an exclusive for for things like this, right, on, mm-hmm. on a console where, like you said, it should be a sport where you can get it anywhere, right? You want to be able to play with certain players, and yeah. you shouldn't have to, you know, create them or whatever it might be. So, mind blown. But yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be. This is one uh, you might want to just pick up for the hell of it because it's gonna be funny to, like you said, to see. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be great. And and hopefully a lot of people who wouldn't have bought the game play it and gives MLB exposure. I mean, it, <laughs> Xbox is doing it for MLB. And number one. All right, Drew, I have an interesting topic here. I ran across this on Twitter and I'm going to read this whole tweet out. I, I I'll read it fast, but this is fascinating. This was a Twitter user. Um, loading it up here, and this is a uh, Dan Fornes or Fornes um, on Twitter, D A N F O R N A C E, and he essentially just posted a screenshot from Reddit. Um, and what he says here is this thread on the Switch subreddit has made me realize the days of a game being extremely popular and not being optimized and pushed to its limits are over. And frankly, it's the internet's fault. And this is what he posted. Like I said, this is just from Reddit. Um, it's a quick story. Let me read it to you. Um, this is a suit. Oh, it basically says unpopular opinion. I miss when Smash Brothers was viewed as a party game rather than a fighting game. And here's what he says. 
This is a pseudo rant, and I have no idea if this is viewed as an unpopular opinion or not, so please forgive me. I really miss the days when Smash Brothers was viewed as a party game and not a fighting game. Maybe this is me being an old man yelling at the clouds, but being able to have anyone jump in and being able to play was a lot of fun. Nowadays, trying to get a local group together in Ultimate is very difficult, as there's always that one friend that can annihilate you because they view the game as a fighting game, where they obsess with frames, recoveries, metas, and tiers, and they're always bro-only battlefield stages, no items. Come on, this is the only way I can play. I'm on the other side of the fence. I love playing with items and having the stage effects on. That's what makes the game fun. The thrill of everyone running towards a Pokeball or any other item to use to change the tides of the battle is so much fun. And now a majority of people want to play without items. And God forbid you play a stage with effects on. And call me crazy, but I like Final Smashes. The skill gap in online play is also crazy. Feels like no matter how many videos I watch or how much practice I do to get good, it's never enough as I'll get my ass handed to me in a matter of seconds in online play. This may be a common stance, so again, please forgive me, but it really does feel Smash games, especially Ultimate, were made as a party game first, and the fan base brute forced the game to be a fighting game. I've brought this point and opinion up to friends and individuals who very closely follow the Smash community, and they always ridiculed me saying that the game has evolved and that I suck at the game. And of course, you're just upset because you can't get good. My favorite is, well, those options are still there, so play how you want to play and let us play how we want to play. Well, the only problem is no one wants to play with items and non-Battlefield stages. I've only started following the Smash community lately, so I'm playing a little bit of catch-up. But I'm really starting to feel like Smash just isn't the game for me anymore, which is sad as I grew up on those games. Drew. And mm. basically, I think everybody can take something different from what he's saying. Um, and he's he's basically saying, I like to play Smash for fun. Um, I, I don't like to play it competitively. And I agree with him. Like, I know some people that we've done Switch parties and they can just annihilate you they have researched the game they have studied the mm. move set of multiple characters they know the weaknesses of people and you go to play and you're having a fun time and the son of a bitch just keeps beating the hell out of everybody if I remember correctly this story seems very familiar about a month ago john when you kicked all of our asses you didn't let anybody win <laughs> that if was with, no 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 that was with my with mithra and pyra and I think I won like three matches and then I literally quit because I didn't want to become that well, guy. You were that guy for three yes. matches. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I that was the first time I, I picked up the game in a year. And, you know, you can't even button mash anymore. Right. You, mm -hmm. you really can't. And, and I think to his point, he brings up a lot of valid points. I mean, back in the day, anybody could come over and you just simple, you know, a punches, B chits, whatever the, the fighting game is. And just button mash. And you have you have a. Maybe you have like a 30 or 40% chance of winning, right? If someone yeah. else is a little bit better. But nowadays, if you come in and button smash and, 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 uh, and smash, even with items on, you probably have a 5% chance of winning. If you fight the right person, yeah. You know, it, 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 and I agree, it's, 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 not, it's not fun. And, and I think that's why I, I stopped playing Smash. I, I played through the story mode. We played a few online nights, and I'm like, it's just, it's too complicated. It, it really is with like the forward down and the forward up, A, B, whatever. It's mm -hmm. it blocked in and, and, and jumping onto the edges. And I just want to pick a little match. I want to pick characters I like. And you're like, well, they're not good because they're weak at this stage and that stage. Yeah. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, I like playing with this person. Well, There's always somebody that will no. say, oh, Little Mac is trash. He can't, yeah. he can't take the aerials. 
but it, you know, it brings back to a lot of other games too. I think that we should open this up to, and you know, you think back of a lot of like online MMO type games or any type of online game, I think in general, where it could be almost nerve wracking, right? You know, you think back to like world of Warcraft or, um, anything like that, where, you know, you're getting ready for a big PVP match or you're getting ready to do a big raid and you're nervous, right? There's almost like a, a sense of nervousness where, what if I F up? What if I'm the guy that doesn't really understand what I'm doing? Or, you know, what if I get someone else killed? And that's not what video games should be, mm-hmm. right? Um, you should go in there and have fun. And you don't want to be afraid of somebody else calling you out or or you getting, you know, the the black ads on your name because it's like, well, we're not playing with him anymore because he just dies or he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. And, and it's to the point, like, how do you, how do you get to that point where it's fun? You know, and, and unfortunately it, it's, it's lost in a lot of, a lot of these games, right? That the, the online aspect of it. Uh, but yeah, those are the ones I, that jumped out. I, yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned that cause you've actually played in some of those circles. I've never really played kind of those online and, I, and it's because I've heard those stories Basically, the idea of you're going to play an online game that's multiplayer and, you know, people will join guilds and literally people have like, you know, we're all playing at seven o'clock tonight. You got to be there and you got to do this. And we play Saturdays and we, we do we do runs and all that. And that has always scared me away because to me, that's just too serious. That's like appointment gaming. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's also scared me away from multiplayer as well, because I I've had Game Pass for almost a year now. And I don't play games online at all. Um, I just don't um, because I, I just don't want to get into that. And there's some games that like some of my friends will play. Like I have a friend, um, Arthur, who uh, he plays a lot of those games where you join guilds and you join communities and you have like a group of people that play together. And he has some horror stories where it just got to be overkill and it gets to be boring and you have jobs to do and things you have to, you know, it's it becomes work. Mm. um so that that definitely i wanted to throw in there just to be timely um a bit of monster hunter um you know i think you can like i said you can play online with people of different skill levels and be okay um but yeah just like conversing with mole um hey mole but like conversing with mole is really interesting because we'll go into a fight and i'll like I got my sword and I'm going to smash this thing, you know? <laughs> and he's all like, well, I was going to bring my gun, but I decided to bring my horn because this guy is weak to this. And it's like, it's interesting. And I'm learning from him. But yep. at the same time, I'm like, wow, like you need to be kind of well read to kind of know these strategies. Cause when you're fighting this monster, there's mm. not a lot of intuitivity from it. When you attack yeah. a monster, you'll see little numbers for damage. And he's saying that those weren't always there. So how yeah. do you know which weapon is, you know, more capable? You really have to read a lot. And that's and, intimidating. And I think I think you just nailed it there where, you know, what's the balance between excitement and almost like too, too much, right? You know, the, how many times in, in back in the day where a new game was coming out and you used to buy the strategy guide? And I remember... I would go on my lunch break and I'd pick up the game <laughs> and I'd pick up the strategy guide. And then I would go back to work and I would maybe bring the strategy guide in and you, you're flipping through and you're reading it. Like, I'm so excited when I get home tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to pit this guy. I'm going to do this guy. Um, so, but you convert that back into what you're saying. And, and it sounds like you and Mole have more of a fun playthrough, but 
at which point is it is it too much right mm-hmm. like which point is it I, i'm i'm reading this strategy guide because i'm excited and I, and it's fun to the point where i'm reading the strategy guide because i want to be in there and i want to be the top i want to be the best i want to make sure i don't mess up when i'm playing online and, and and i'm doing it night and day and i'm reading strategies and i'm doing that so i, I think that is there there's a happy medium where you said it becomes a job right and you brought up another good point where, oh, yeah, if you're not there Saturday night at 7 p.m., uh, you're getting kicked out of the field. Yeah. Because we need <laughs> yes. a healer and you're the healer. Right. You know, so it's like it's that it's, it's that point of responsibility. And um, I think you see that a lot more in PC video gaming, to be honest. I think I just think naturally. You're right. Yeah. But I think I think PC gamers are at a different level than a console gamer. But then again, you you know, look back and I don't even know if like Call of Duty is still as big as it used to be. Probably not. But. I don't know when Call of Duty was trying to like before Fortnite. Like that yeah. was it. And and that was it was that, you know, you messed up the the, the match or the game and you had to show up at this time and um uh, I think it's a very interesting topic and, and to see how it's changed over the years. Do you remember the Leroy Jenkins video? Oh my god, who and, how can and, you not? And I know that's kind of like staged and set up, but it, like the funny part of it is the guy doing like the analysis and it kind of gives it away, but the mathematical analysis, oh, statistics of success and whatever. <laughs> but it's it's really not that far off. It's not that specific, but yeah. it really isn't that far off and you see these people planning and then the guy just runs in. And everyone's like all mad and then you, you blew up our plans. And it's like, yeah, that's the kind of gaming I I avoid. Um, and I just want to throw in two Pokemon. Um, you I, I've gotten to see you enjoy Pokemon. Yes. Um, and you enjoy it with your kids and the, the the glory of seeing a shiny and stuff. And some of those experiences are shared among very high level Pokemon players. Um, but remember, we were talking to Tim Candy. Yeah. Um. And he was talking about like you know which Pokemon does he you know use? Um. And I think he was talking about the card game, obviously. But when you do Pokemon battling tournaments, you know that gets really serious, and you start having to get like some serious analysis about what kind of types you're going to have, and everybody has their sets of teams, and you have to try to determine what is the other person going to play. Oh, they like to bring out that. That, uh, you know, that Squirtle, you know, and they're not bringing a Squirtle. It's like a Blastoise. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, OK, I'm going to bring this guy out. But then he doesn't bring that one out. And it's just it's like, oh, it's my funny. God. And it's funny because I, I've been meaning to talk to Tim on this, too. He's my he's my Pokemon expert. But it's <laughs> like, you know, I have Pikachu and I'm like, well, is it frowned upon if I add like a water still to oh, Pikachu? So yeah. <laughs> oh. But you know what I'm saying? Like, is it OK if I add a fire still? The Pikachu? Can I do that? Is that, oh, you, is that yeah. But but you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, am, am I gonna be stepping like someone like, oh no, you can't do that. He's a he's an electric Pokemon. You gotta you know it's it's uh it's it's entering that 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 world of where like what's over the line and and, and timidness and it's like it's a video game. And you know well, it's fun. In the trading card game, there is like forbidden cards. I mean every every like sport has it, right? Like in the Smash community when they do tournaments. They don't even let you use the new characters for quite a while because yeah. they want to let people have a chance to learn Balance them. It so you can't just come in on day one with Mithra and Pyra. Um, there are some characters that some tournaments ban because they feel like they're too OP or they're too cheap or whatever. And uh, yeah, it just becomes super serious. And it's like, yeah, Pokemon's fun and all that. But when I even even now when I played the Pokemon games, I played Sword and Shield. Um, there was some like. I'm kind of call it like post game comment. There's like this tower that you can ascend by doing battling. 
I had no interest in it because I just didn't want to do the battling. And you're just battling like a computer opponent over and over again. I just didn't want to do it. I, the, the battling stuff is, you know, I'll, I'll bring in my favorite Pokemon. Um, I may not have the best matchups and I just use it. You played I, Let's Go, right? Doesn't Pikachu has those OP moves where Pikachu like you know, surf forward and all that. And they're just, just you can't stop it. Yeah. You wipe out everybody. Um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of strategy that leaves let's go if you spam those oh yeah um, yeah i i very rarely had to change and i right. think sometimes just to do but uh-huh. yeah you know like you said my, my peter two has electric like flying and water so right. it's and and even with the electric ones you can fight the ones that you know it's it's not good in that so yeah whatever it, it's 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 uh i agree but john what's what's one game you think let's let's say the opposite of this whole thing or what's what's one type of game that you can play competitively or not competitively with your friends. And it's just, it's just fun. Like who cares? Um, Mario Kart. Um, yeah. You know, I think a lot of people complain about the blue shell and, and all that jazz and the blue shell and Mario Kart and the items and the way they scale, the further back you are, the better the items you get is really just the same as the items you get in smash. They're there to equalize a bit that no matter how good you are, someone else still has a chance um, how many times, uh, listen, my son is better than me at Smash, um, hmm. but how many fights I've had with my son where he wins because he gets all the assist trophies in Smash, and I'm fight- always fighting two or three people at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Mario Kart, there are people that are clearly better at Mario Kart. A friend of mine, Julian, was really good at Mario Kart, and when we play together and, like, locally in a room, you like, he wins more than anybody else wins. But in any given race... That may not matter. You just hit the right number of items and yep. you're done. And so Mario Kart never feels like Smash does because we have another guy who is just really good at Smash. And there's usually two or three people really good at Smash. And, you know, I can't really have Michelle play in a Smash game. She just uses Kirby. She likes to float around, you know, and, she, you know, so it's it's one of those things where Mario Kart is always fun. I can always go online and play Mario Kart yeah. and hope to win. Um, and I'm pretty good at Mario Kart, but I'm not the best. But you can still win. So I think Mario Kart does a really good job with that. I, I think you nailed it there. I think that is the perfect one. And like you said, the scaling of the items makes it fun for, for anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. my my six-year-old could, could could win. You know, on, I'm playing like a 50cc match. She has the ability to just win because it, it helps with those items, right? And you're never out of the race. That I think that's the beauty of it. You know, it's not like you're getting behind and... All you need is that one bullet bill or, or something, and now you're back in the third place. So yeah, I agree. Uh, and then, and even the games great. like Diablo too, where like if you want to make the game harder, and I know this is not specifically the question, but if you want to make the game harder, you can, and your reward is you get some better loot. But you can make the game less hard, and you can still play and still get some yeah. good things. And the the scaling is sort of your choice. Whereas in Smash, you know, it doesn't work because if somebody's better than you, well, then they're going to ruin your game. <laughs> so Yeah, and then uh, I think I think that's the key, right, when you look at versus and a co-op, right? Because mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about both scenarios. Like all the MMOs we talked about are, are mostly co-ops, right, where, where there's also the PvP aspect of it, where it's are you bringing your teammate down or are you just ineligible or, or you have no chance against playing against somebody else, but... Right. It's a great, interesting topic. So I'm glad you pulled that, and uh, thought it was good to yeah. chat. 
And I really respect that this person posted that on Reddit because that's something you can get grilled for. It's just being honest, you know? He just enjoys the game as as it was. I 100% I'm sure he got grilled in the Reddit. I'm sure there's comments that are like, you know, just because you play casual, you know, doesn't mean, like, we can't do what we... And sure, that's great. But, yeah, you know. And I think you're now seeing it in a lot of these, like, Fortnite and these other Battle Royale games as well, right? Where Mm -hmm. you have a few people that are just going to be dominant. Right. If you get put in with a few of those people, it's going to be impossible to win. Yeah. I think the other lesson here, too, is if you play Smash with friends and you keep winning, step away or, uh, you know, give yourself a massive handicap or something. But don't don't throttle your friends over and over and over again because your friends will not like you. And will make them not want to play the game anymore that maybe they like. Exactly. Sad part of it. Right. You're like, oh, nobody wants to play Smash anymore. It's like it's because of you. Because of you. (laughs) Because of you, John. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh john what do we have coming up in the next few weeks sell me on a new game i'm, I'm in the market uh, i got some bad news for you i mean i'm sure there's some good stuff that's coming out um but in terms of bigger releases the only thing coming out on the switch uh april 9th um it's my sister's birthday uh is legend of heroes trails of cold steel 4 um, you know what that is. I'm have to look it, up. It, it is a series I had not heard of. And uh, yeah, but it's it's pretty popular. Um, so that's the big release. Other than that, your mileage is going to vary. Look for some indies. I'm sure there's some stuff out there. Um, I kind of welcome having a dead month, really. Uh, just yeah. being able to play some some backlog games and uh, not you, Cathedral. Um, playing some backlog games, playing some just random Game Pass stuff has been fun. Replaying Life is Strange games, as always, Drew. Yep. Um, I kind of like it. Um, we don't have anything until Pokemon Snap in April 30th. So Yes, I'm continuing to fill my Pokédex. Um, I'm learning that there's a lot post-game in Pokemon, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to yeah. learn a little bit more about how you evolve in them, and it, it, it's interesting. Um, and you know what's fun about Let's Go is going into the mines like you've been there, mm. and you'll find Pokeballs that you haven't found yet before. Yeah. You know you haven't. Like they don't the come back. Thing, the only thing I don't know how to find is like how do you really get more money now that the, you've battled everybody pretty much? And you don't get money when you catch Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I have the same problem. You can find some groups of trainers that you haven't found before. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't remember. There's got to be a way to grind because, some money. I mean, I have like a hundred and fifty thousand, which is a ton. And right. but you know the way my kids throw Pokeballs, it's like I'm not. I'm not getting rid of all that money yet, but there's there's certain like accessories you can buy. They have like the golden crown that Pikachu can buy can wear, mm-hmm. but it's like a hundred thousand. So if I spend that, I have no money left for Pokeballs, and my kids throw thirty Pokeballs to catch one person. You yeah. know, so it's it's yeah, like a, I, I mean, it's really just selling stuff. That's um, true too. You just sell stuff, and you can make money. Like you can fight the elite four again. Oh, you can. Oh, you it can. is a long fight. Yeah, you can keep fighting them, um, but. It is because I yeah there's like a capture you have to do but um but that's a big fight and it can be exhausting and you could use up a lot of items in those fights so True. it's kind of give or take but if if yeah it's a it's one way to grind I felt like I didn't really have to grind much for money in that game I have plenty now I just want to yeah. buy some certain things which I don't want to screw myself over in the long run right yeah just be efficient don't don't you know get yourself in dungeons and start using tons of items you're gonna be so powerful most dungeons you can fly through. Yep. And just try to, like, you know, get yourself back to a mart and refresh yourself for free. Yep, uh, absolutely. And do it. But, yeah, try to fill out. Let's see if you can fill out your Pokedex. You're going for a full completion? I think so. I Now, if I remember correctly, I'm going to have to team up with someone that has Let's Go Eevee, though, right? Is there certain 
Yeah. Um, how do the trick. online trades work with Let's Go? In There's, Sword and Shield, you can do these wonder trades where you trade with somebody random. You just trade a random uh, Pokemon and you get a random. And it's kind of cool because it can be anything. And sometimes people put in real treats. Some people put in duds. Yep. But there was like some people will put in shiny legendaries just for fun. Um, sometimes people hack the game and then can do that, too. Um, but it makes it a little cheap sometimes because you start getting all these Pokemon that you really didn't put in. Effort yeah, yeah. In. Um, I can't remember with Let's Go. Well, they have like yeah, a, you will a have Safari, I think they call it, in one of the towns. And you can trade people. In Sword and Shield? No, no, no Let's Go. Let's Go? <sighs> Maybe. There might be. Yeah, in one of the um, towns is I didn't really deal with it, but I'm gonna go try and play around with it. My them. son had the Eevee one, so we just did a lot of those trades. Yeah. But yeah, look at your Pokedex. The Pokedex will hint off for the guys that you've seen, like where to find them if you. And I'm assuming if yet. it says Habitat Unknown, maybe that means it's an Eevee exclusive. It yeah, there's different reasons for it. Um, it could be an Eevee exclusive. It could be something that you have to evolve. There's some True. Pokemon like in order to get is it Gengar. You've got to evolve. Um, okay. And then the Eevee ones, you have to evolve, obviously. There are there are a couple Pokemon you have to trade in order yeah. for them to evolve. So when you get okay. traded to you, they evolve right away. Gotcha. Um, so it really becomes, you have to look them up sometimes. You couldn't guess this stuff. Uh, and that yeah. kind of sucks. But I wish they would just hint it to you in the game and say, yeah. ooh. That'd be better. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, Pokemon, it's fun. And I think the only one, the Moo... You have to, you can only get if you have the Pokeball accessory. You have to literally buy a Pokeball and it comes with Moo. Mew. Mew? Alright, I'll flip that up. So if you don't have a Pokeball, you're just not gonna get Mew, so don't stress about it. Um did you get Mew too? I did. I just got okay. today. Okay, cool. Yep, I did that um, post game tape cave or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I my son beat him one time. It was so hard. He fought him like three times and died, and then he beat him. And then he couldn't capture him, and he was uh, so pissed off. <laughs> I, I thought it was weird how you only get one Master Ball in the entire game. You do, and for the most part, you know exactly when to use it. But Oh, I uh, did not know. Oh, really? I used it on uh, Gyarados, whatever his name is. The, yeah, the you can use it on a Legendary, yeah. on Mewtwo. Um, sure. I mean, you, you have some options, but uh, usually you use it on the Legendary that you catch for the game. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's that's kind of what I use it for. Huh. Yep. Um, but you only use it one. It's pressure. Throw it at like a like a Pidgey or something like that. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a very cool game. I love that. I really hope they make it. Yeah. So. All right. Good stuff, John. Cool. Now, take us out, Sadie. The Dads After Dark show is a part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in the Dads After Dark show channel for some naughty After Dark talk. Follow us on Twitter at NDadsAfterDark. Ask us a question, and we may answer it on the show. That's all for tonight. Good night, Dads. Sweet dreams.